Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Greetings everyone. Karibuni sana. Hope this finds you well. This is uh, Pastor Fred Alexander Oyola, lead pastor here at Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. As usual, man, we are so glad to have you listen to us from wherever you are. We started the July podcast series last week with a prayerful introduction using Jeremiah 31.25. God was telling his people after their captivity that he will give rest. Rest to the tired souls and joy to the sorrowing. Today we continue starting off the series with the first podcast message. But before we get into it, here are some quick notices. Remember, as usual, man, our social media handles, Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We are on Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter. Check out our bio profile, our bio link on all our social media handles. We are using the Linktree app. And on it, we have our weekly podcast conversations and sermons. We have our giving details on there, our children crafts and devotions for the week. Remember also, we have a communication line. In case you have any questions, any questions, hey, Maze, don't, uh, don't, don't be quiet, Maze. Holla, holla at your people. Um, check out our weekly podcast conversations. And remember, we are using the Anchor FM website. And when you're on there, just type in Robbie Chapel Embakasi on Anchor FM and you'll get our podcast. We have been there since 20. 19 or 2018 here 2019 2018 and it's been amazing hey god has god has seen us through some amazing conversations some amazing messages and i we hope that it's blessing you out there please note also as a note please note part of our giving details includes the information for our food bank as nairobi chapel uh, as of today can you imagine would you believe that we've um, helped over a thousand families with food in this season. But this we could not do without you, our givers. So may the Lord bless you, richly bless you for being um, so faithful in your giving to those that cannot um, make ends meet in this season. And this is a special shout out to all of us out there who are still in a difficult place. May the good God of heaven the only person in the whole world who is good, remember you. He has remembered so many of my friends. He has remembered so many of my acquaintances. May he remember you and come through for you just in the nick of time. This month, like we said last week, we're on a new podcast series. Hey, Tunaanza, we're on a new podcast series. We've simply titled it Rest. And just like I asked last week, and we'll be asking throughout this month, are you at rest? Do you feel rested? Especially with the state of the country and the world. <laughs> some of us, <laughs> as this will be going out, some of us, watakuwa mekimbia from Nairobi to the countryside, to Mombasa. Hey, hey, guys, be safe. Remember what the president said, let's be safe, let's be responsible. And so some of us will be rested, I know, but is your heart at rest? That is my question for us this month. Is your mind at rest? I know the whole world is on the pause button, but do you feel posed even on your way to Mombasa or Nairobi? 
The Lord has been pounding on my heart with this rest issue and I believe it will be a good time this month as we get to unpack the truth behind this loved but somehow misunderstood subject. Open your Bibles to the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, the first book of the Bible. Genesis chapter 2, I will read from verse 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 2, I will read from verse 1 to 3. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, verse 2, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Guys, we want to get to the genesis of rest. And what better way than to look at it from the book of Genesis. Let's pray, guys. Our dear Heavenly Father, speak to us today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our strong Savior and unrested intercessor. Let's all say Amen. Amen. Ah, the Genesis story of creation as the epitome of our existence in a nutshell. I love, oh my goodness, I love the creation story. Amazing. God creates the world and everything in it in a beautiful picture of both gentleness and power. In gentleness, his breath is involved in the bringing to life of nothing. And in power, they appear as if summoned by some great commander. What a moment in time. Can you imagine viewing that as a movie, the creation story, the creation experience? Hey, that would sell out, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> God begins by declaring, let there be light, day one. Can you imagine? Let there be, and it was. He finishes on day six with the creation of animals and the being, Adam. Mm. Adam looked good, man. This guy was perfect. Everything about him was 100%. Can you, can you imagine that? He then gets to the seventh day of which he allocates this thing we're talking about this month, rest. He blesses it, makes it holy, and because of it, he rested from all the work of creation he had done. Adam is then given responsibility of keeping the Garden of Eden and in the giving of names to the creatures of the land. God then recognizes that Adam has no suitable helper from all the creatures and decides to create one beautiful babe from his rib. <laughs> and just when it seems like it's a happily ever after kind of scenario, the two are ejected from the beautiful garden. Adam Bana. <laughs> what happened? To answer this question, we must look at a just a couple of verses in Genesis. I want us to look at a couple of verses. Not many. I'll be done in no time, guys. Uh, don't, don't turn off the podcast. We then must answer the question of the Garden of Eden. And that's why the Garden of Eden? Why? Why, why did God have the Garden of Eden? Why was it there? Why bring the animals up in there? He could have used the desert. He could have used anything else. Why the garden? 
We begin. Genesis 1, 1 to 5 tells us the following. Allow me to just read quickly as we go. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the, and the earth. We know this one. Now the earth was, was formless and empty. Darkness was, was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, verse 3, let there be light. And there was light. For God saw that the light was good. It was timam. And he separated the light from the darkness. Verse 5, God called the light day and the darkness he called night. There was the evening. There was the morning. The first day was over. Guys, God saw the darkness and emptiness and formlessness of the earth and decided to come and bring life into it. We must remember that by this time, and according to the prophetic books of Isaiah, Ezekiel, and even the book of Revelation, the devil, Satan, was already on the earth. For he was cast there after his rebellion in heaven, remember? He thought he was the best of them, them all. He, he was the best of them all. The Bible tells us he was the, the, the most beautiful of the created angels. He was the most magnificent. But it got to his head. And he thought he could challenge the position of God. God, Akasema, uh -uh, there's only one God here. <laughs> he was thrown to the earth. Satan, Satan, hey, 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 hey. Sa Satan is the renowned prince of the darkness. So for God to declare in power, let there be light, he in fact is declaring his existence in the earth. Of importance to note, <laughs> is the fact that the sun, the moon, and the stars, and the very objects that govern the existence of light and darkness on the earth, were created on the fourth day and not on the first day. Think about that. The sun was not there on the first day. It was on day four. Look at your Bible well. This should inform us that the light declared on the first day was more than mere light that declares the morning. It is a supernatural light that can only be from the father of all lights, as declared in James 1.17. It comes in to make an announcement to the darkness that a greater shade hey, has arrived. You, see, you saw that? Eh? Greater shade. <laughs> Genesis 2.3. Let's jump to the, the next verse. Genesis 2.3 then summarizes the creation story by telling us that God then blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. God finished the work of creation and then took rest. Imagine. He did not rest from all work, but from the work of creation. He was still making sure the heavens and the earth were operating as they should. He was still taking care of the heavens, of heaven's business, but on his creation work, he was done. And now was taking some well-needed rest. Please don't assume and throw stones to the preacher. And assume he was tired. Don't assume he was tired. This is Jehovah we're talking about. This is Elohim. The mighty God. Three in one. The triune God. Jehovah. El Shaddai. Creator of the universe. All powerful. Omnipotent God. He can never get tired. Genesis 2, 15 to 17, then he forms us of the responsibility, the directive and the warning as concerns stay in the garden. The Lord, verse 15, God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. 
God then tells Adam that he is free to eat from any tree in the garden. Verse 17, but he must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when he eats from it, he will certainly die. God simply directed Adam way before Eve came into the picture. Eve is not in the picture yet when God is giving this directive. He tells him to make sure that he takes care of the garden. He doesn't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And if he does this, he will live to enjoy life in the garden. But sadly, guys, we know what happened. Because in the next chapter, both Adam and Eve were cast and thrown out of the garden after partaking of the very fruit they were, not, they were told not to take. The very tree Waliambiwa do not touch. They touched, they ate, and God was like, uh -uh, out, get out. Guys, guys, these verses point to some very critical things that we must talk about. Some things that we must accept. Some things that we must know today. Number one, God came to disrupt the darkness, the emptiness, and the formlessness of the world to give us his light, his power, and his presence. When his spirit hovered, the hovered over the face of the deep, he was announcing that he is here to create a new order and a way of doing things. He had said, ah, this darkness in this space, ah, enough is enough. We, we, I need to tell you what needs to happen. Number two, this new order and way of doing things included taking rest. He's introducing rest. He introduced it. He was going to teach Adam and creation that rest was going to be a vital part of life here on earth. And if taken seriously, by blessing it and making it holy, just as God did on the seventh day, it will be of so much benefit to us. Number three, in Adam's work here on earth, in God's garden, and especially in working for his closeness to God, he had to show some strict rules, follow, sorry. He had to follow some strict rules as laid out by God. Otherwise, like we later see, he was going to die. Adam and Eve's disobedience of God's law in God's garden led to them experiencing cursing and eventual death. That one we know. This cursing was sadly upon all mankind that followed after them. I have always said, and the guys at Embakasi and guys that have had me minister will attest to this. The day I see Adam, I am going to give him a piece of my mind. If God allows me to get to heaven, we are Jama Adam, take note. We will have conversation. <laughs> guys, this is what we learn. God came to show us that rest was both a blessing as it was holy. He blessed us with it to remind us that after our hard work, we must rest. We are to replenish. We recuperate. We gather energy again. God was informing us that if he could take rest, Jehovah, we also can rest. Newsflash now, for everyone out there, we can't go without it. We can't. You cannot go without rest. Repeat it after me. I cannot go without rest. Uh -uh. Repeat this after me. Repeat this after me. I cannot go without rest. Mm. 
The more you go without it, the more your body will deteriorate. The more it will decay. The more you'll experience pain, sickness, sadness. The more you will be in fights. Guys, you know where this conversation is leading to. This season has made some of us almost be in a ready to go all out without rest kind of thing. And especially when things cool off, like it has started cooling off. It is almost as if you're waiting for the traffic lights to change from orange to green. Some advice from the pastor, from the word of God. Remember to factor in rest. This season biggest lesson for most of us is that we really needed to do with some rest. Don't get, don't get out of the season and forget what we have so learned, we've learned so well in this season. That is the rest. If God rested, brothers and sisters, I beg you by the mercies of God, you also must rest. The Garden of Eden was a picture of heavenly rest, eternal rest. Rest without measure. Can you imagine that? God was giving us a picture of rest with him and in him. That is without end. Adam had want for nothing. Zero. There is no need that Adam had that wasn't met. He dwelled with the God of heaven in the cool of the day. Can you imagine? Just imagine that for a second. He had conversations with the heavenly father. And even got a hot babe from him. Ay, 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 ay. This guy had it, yeah, he had it really good one. And then he messes it all up. <laughs> what? Disobedience to God in the garden destroyed the relationship Adam and Eve had with God. The beautiful rest Adam and Eve were experiencing was cut short. This brought a wave of cursing and death on humanity that almost destroyed an opportunity of there being any other rest with the Almighty God. The good thing is that God still decided to restore this relationship and eternal rest with us. So he sent his son. You know the story? Jesus, our everlasting savior, to die on the cross for us. And so whoever believes in him and obeys him is destined to have what Adam and Eve had with God in the garden. Eternal rest. Not in the garden now, in heaven. Jesus reminds us in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, I love this verse, to come to him, all of us who are weary and a burden, heavy laden and a burden, and he will give us rest. This is rest, not at the beach or a month's leave from work, not at the Ushago, most of us are going or are trying to go right now. This is eternal rest for our souls. Do you need rest for your soul today? Jesus is calling and inviting us all into this rest. And so please do not harden your heart. I beg you. Time is running out. The saddest thing is when he is done inviting, he will come and take his people home to that eternal rest. Don't be left out. This season has been one of first rest for most of us. But it seems that we're getting back to some kind of new normal. Don't be caught up in unrestful habits again. Most of us have been able to very powerfully get into restful habits. 
you're exercising well, you're eating right, you checked through your friends, you 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 removed the wrong influence, you 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 you're hanging out with a good a crop of people. Remember that when we change from where we are to where, where we are going now, this new season that we are almost starting to experience, we are experiencing it in some form of way. It's there, it's not there, it's, it's kind of weird. Please don't be caught up in unrestful habits again. Remember the Sabbath. Remember the rest that God has even taught you in this season and keep it holy. But more than ever, remember that the Lord Jesus Christ invites us all into his eternal rest. Share that. And more than ever, for those of us who do not know this rest, accept the invitation from the Lord today. Let's pray, guys. Almighty God, in the glorious name of our unrested and always interceding Savior, we thank you today for your word. Thank you for reminding us once again of the eternal rest in you. Help us, the many of us who do not understand this rest, to understand it and to accept this invitation even today. We thank you today. In Jesus' name we've prayed, believing. Let's all shout, Amen. Thank you guys for listening in. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you and always make his lovely face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he make his favor to be a portion even in these uncertain times. And may he bless you with his peace, the peace that surpasses all human understanding, the peace that guards our hearts and minds. Till next time, remember to rest. <laughs>